I'm recording this episode on my anniversary. 22 years ago today, on June the 1st, 1999, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And every year on my anniversary, I do the exact same thing. And I'm going to tell you all about it on today's episode of the podcast. I'm also going to tell you about why I do the same thing every year and why it might be helpful for you to think about your anniversary in the same way. Are you ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. I am recording this episode on June the 1st, 2021, and this is my 22nd diversary. For those of you who aren't familiar with the term diversary, diversary is the day that you were diagnosed with diabetes. Think about it like your diabetes birthday. And my diversary represents a day that I like to commemorate. And every year on my anniversary, I do the exact same thing. Every year on June the 1st, my family and I go out for pizza. And we order the exact same thing. We order the works pizza with half onions and half anchovies and an antipasto salad from a restaurant called Filippi's, which is in Little Italy in San Diego. For me and for my family, this has become a really important tradition where we look back on what happened 22 years ago in that restaurant and then look ahead to the future and to see what hope and promise the future brings in my life with diabetes. I want to spend some time today on this podcast talking about what I do for my anniversary and why I do it, and talking about why I think that commemorating your anniversary and recognizing it is such an important part of your mental health in your life with diabetes. To understand why I go to Flippies for pizza every June the 1st, I got to give you a little context about my diagnosis with diabetes. I was diagnosed with diabetes on June the 1st, 1999. I was a 30-year student at UCLA, and I came home for Memorial Day weekend to visit my family. My parents picked me up from the train station, and they took me to our favorite restaurant, a restaurant I've been going to since I was about two years old. Now, at the time... I was feeling pretty awful, and I had no idea why. I had all the symptoms that we all know so well. I was really thirsty. I was peeing a lot. I was really tired, and I was having trouble seeing. My vision was a little bit blurry. And I just kind of wrote those things off to being at the end of the quarter of my school and being really stressed out by everything going on. Now, I had been to this restaurant literally hundreds of times in my life, but this is one visit to the restaurant I will never forget. We sat down and the waiter came over and poured us all water at the table. There were four of us. And I drank my water and then I proceeded to drink my parents' water and my brother's water. And the waiter wasn't coming back fast enough. And so I got up out of my seat and found the pitcher of water and poured myself four more glasses of water. My thirst was intense. And of course, my strange behavior, getting up and pretending like I was a waiter at this restaurant and pouring myself more water, caught my mom's attention. She thought it was really strange 
that I was getting up and getting more water and that I was so thirsty. We ate our dinner and went home. And honestly, I don't remember the rest of that weekend very well. And I went back to school on Monday. And on Tuesday, I finally felt so sick and I couldn't really function anymore. And so I went to the doctor and it was then that I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in the emergency room at UCLA Medical Center. And obviously, that was a day that changed the rest of my life in so many ways. I was now living with diabetes, something I really didn't know much about, and something that I would have to deal with for the rest of my life. My diagnosis also set me down the path to be in the field that I am right now and to be able to serve the diabetes community in a way that I love. And just as importantly, my diagnosis showed me that even though I have challenges in my life, that I can do hard things. And those challenges don't have to get in my way. I remember when I was diagnosed, the first thing I asked the doctor after she told me that I had diabetes was, does this mean I can't go to France? You see, I was scheduled to go to France three weeks after my diagnosis. And without blinking, my doctor said, of course you can still go. Those words were some of the most empowering and hopeful words I could have ever imagined on that day. Because it was a day of fear and day of feeling really hopeless and feeling really scared. And even though I really didn't believe it at the time, her telling me that diabetes didn't have to stop me from doing anything, including getting on that plane to go to France just three weeks later, set me off on a path that even though I wouldn't choose it on my own, has showed me that I'm strong and that I can do hard things and that I can overcome challenges that life throws my way. And that's why for me, recognizing the day that I was diagnosed with diabetes and having a tradition around that is so important and something that I value so much. You know, every year we go to dinner and my dad asks me, why are we celebrating this day? Why are we remembering it? He's confused as to why I would want to remember a day that was so hard for him. And every year I remind him, this is not a day for celebration, but it's a day for commemoration. I don't celebrate my anniversary, but I commemorate it as a day in my life that changed everything. And so for me, remembering my anniversary and looking back on the past and looking forward to the future is extremely important for my mental health with type 1 diabetes. I commemorate the day I was diagnosed, as well as what I consider to be the pivotal moment in my diagnosis journey, when my parents and I recognized that something just wasn't right. And while those things didn't happen on the same day, for me, combining them into one commemoration day is really helpful. And I am really looking forward to going and enjoying some pizza for dinner tonight. And you know what? I don't really care whether my blood sugars cooperate or not. I always ask people to tell me about their diagnosis story, as well as what, if anything, they do to commemorate their anniversary. And to my surprise, I have not met a lot of people who do anything to commemorate their anniversary. I always encourage people to do something to commemorate this day. I think it's really important. I want to talk about the three reasons why I think it's so important and so helpful to commemorate your anniversary. 
whether you commemorate your anniversary every year or you've never done anything to commemorate it, I would really encourage you to give it a try. And here's why. Reason number one, your anniversary is a wonderful opportunity to celebrate your strength and to celebrate the fact that you have made it through another year with diabetes. We know that diabetes is challenging and we know that it comes with its struggles. But you have to remember that if you made it through a year with diabetes or another year with diabetes, that you're strong. And that's something to celebrate. Even if the previous year was tough, even if you struggle with burnout and anxiety and challenges managing your blood sugar, no matter what you went through over the past year, you made it. And that is worth commemorating and even worth celebrating. Every year on my anniversary, I take the opportunity to think about all of the successes and all of the challenges that I've had over the past year. I reflect on how they have impacted me and specifically on how they made me stronger. One of my absolute favorite quotes is, diabetes does not define me, but it certainly helped explain me. And sitting down to pizza on my anniversary every year is a great opportunity for me to reflect on how my family and my community have supported me in making me stronger and have helped me to get through this past year and live well with diabetes. There is always something to celebrate. Even though your anniversary may not be a day of celebration, we can celebrate the wins, even if that win is you made it through the past year. Reason number two, your anniversary is an opportunity to reflect back on the past year and look at what went well with your diabetes management and where you have room for improvement. And I think it's helpful to do this both with your physical health, with your blood sugar management, as well as with your mental health. Those things are interrelated, but also very different. When I look back on my past year with diabetes, a couple of challenges come to mind with my diabetes management, as well as a couple of things that I'm really proud of and I want to double down on. One of the biggest challenges that I've experienced over the past year with my diabetes management has been the transition to being a parent with diabetes. As many of you know, I have a two-year-old daughter, and she is a joy. But I never realized what a big impact being a parent would have on the way that I think about diabetes and also some of the stress that it brings along. You know, I have to think about diabetes in a whole new way because I'm caring for a little girl. I need to make sure that she's safe and that she's cared for. And what that means is my diabetes management not only affects me, but it also has a direct impact on her. Because if I'm not feeling well or if I'm low, then then she may be put into a dangerous situation or at least one that I don't want her in. And this has meant I've had to pay a whole lot more attention to my diabetes management and really be on top of it, but also to be able to recognize the stress that I'm feeling and the and the additional pressure that's there to make sure that I'm as healthy as possible on a daily basis. And I've realized that over the past year, that's stressful for me as a person with diabetes. Over the past year, my blood sugars have been a lot more variable than they have been in the past. That has frustrated me sometimes. And so dealing with the stress of that frustration, as well as sometimes not feeling very well and feeling like there's not much I can do about it, has been trying at times. Reflecting back on my anniversary, I've recognized that there are a couple of areas over the past year 
where I've had some pretty big wins in my diabetes management. And there are two that come to mind right away. The first is my sleep. I feel like my sleep has improved tremendously over the past year, mostly because I've started using Control IQ. And this system has had a really big impact on my blood sugars overnight. I felt better, I've had fewer alarms, and I've woken up most mornings in range. And that has been a huge win for me. I don't think I realized how poorly I was sleeping and how big of an impact my sleep was having on my day-to-day functioning until I started sleeping better. And over the past year, I have really noticed a dramatic improvement in my sleep. The other big win that I've had over the past year is not overtreating my lows so much. I know that so many of us overtreat our lows just by instinct. You know, we want that sugar because we feel like we need it so badly right now. I work with patients all the time who have this challenge, but I have the challenge myself as well. And over the past year, I've been able to take a step back and take a beat and just when I'm low and I want to overtreat to remember what happens when I do overtreat. So I've learned to pause and I've learned to tolerate the fact that being low is uncomfortable. And when I'm low, I really want to have more sugar and overtreat and bring my blood sugar up as quickly as possible. I've recognized that that's not the best option. And I've been able to tolerate the discomfort of being low and sit there with it, knowing that my blood sugar will come up with the carbs that I've already put in my body. And I consider this to be a huge win. And something that I want to continue on over my next year living with diabetes. Your diversity is a perfect opportunity to do the same thing, to reflect back on what's gone well over the past year in your life with diabetes and think about what challenges you've had that have held you back. I always like to be intentional about thinking about the wins and the challenges that I have. And I encourage other people to be intentional as well. And your diversity is a great place to be intentional. And I would really encourage you to give it a try. And finally, reason number three. Your diversity is an opportunity for you to look ahead and to think about what you want your life with diabetes to look like over the next year. This can mean a lot of things. It may look different for different people. For some people, looking ahead may mean thinking about where they want their blood sugars to be and how they want to manage their diabetes better. For other people, it may mean how they want to talk about diabetes to their friends and family and how they want to be with diabetes with other people. And for others, it may mean how they want to take care of their mental health with diabetes. They want to see a therapist. They want to get a diabetes coach. Do they want to learn to tolerate and ride the wave of diabetes better than they have before? I kind of think about my diversity as a way to set my diabetes New Year's resolutions, if you will. I find that often we don't give ourselves the opportunity to look ahead with diabetes and to really set intentional goals and look at where we want to go in the future. And a diversity is a great time to do that because it's really hard to get to where you want to be and to make changes if you don't make a plan and you don't have a way to follow through with that plan. When I reflect on my goals for the next year with diabetes, I not only think about what the goal is but why that goal is so important to me and how I will be better with my diabetes and as a person, as a psychologist, as a father, as a husband, if I'm able to get to that goal or at least move closer towards that goal.
So on that note, I want to share with you a couple of my goals for this year with my diabetes. My first goal is to pre-bolus more. I have realized over the past couple of months that pre-bolusing is a game changer. You know, I don't know about you, but I get frustrated all the time when I eat a meal, I dose for it correctly, but my blood sugar still goes high and stays high for a while. And I've realized that when I do pre-bolus, meaning I take my insulin 20 to 30 minutes ahead of time, those spikes can be avoided and my blood sugars can stay relatively flat. Not only is that great for my blood sugar management, but it also makes me feel a whole lot better. It makes me more energetic and it makes me a whole lot less frustrated. So over the next year, I really want to focus on pre-bolusing. That means planning ahead. That means thinking about what I'm going to eat and when I'm going to eat it, maybe more than I want to. But I recognize that the payoff to that extra bit of work is definitely worth the extra bit of work that it takes. My second goal is to intentionally take days off of my diabetes management and not care so much. Now, what does this mean? We've all had those times when we feel burnt out and we feel like, and diabetes feels like it's just walking through mud. When we feel really constrained by diabetes. I feel this way too sometimes. And what I've realized is that for me, it's really that balance between how do I live my life in the way that I want to and how do I manage my diabetes well? And sometimes that's possible and sometimes it's not. So what I want to do is allow myself freedom to take a day off. I don't mean taking a day off from taking insulin or checking my blood sugar, but what I mean is taking a day off from caring so much about what my blood sugars look like and being so frustrated when they're not in range. If I give myself that time and that space so it doesn't last for very long, but I know that's available to me, I know I'm not going to be feeling constrained all the time, I know that's going to help me. I just got back from vacation, and my vacation was a time when I took my mind off of diabetes. I did my best to keep my blood sugars in range, but I also allowed myself to eat things I usually don't eat. I talked about in the podcast a couple weeks ago that I love pancakes and French toast and waffles, and those are things I don't eat very often. But on my vacation, I gave myself permission to eat these things. And let me tell you, there is a freedom there. And so my goal for the next year is to give myself some more intentional leeway at times around what I eat. Not all the time, not very often, but certainly plan for those times when I want to go all out and I don't want to worry about my blood sugars so much. I know that if I do that, then I can rein myself back in and continue to manage my diabetes well while not feeling so constrained. So as I sit down for dinner tonight with my family and have that pizza, and celebrate the past year, reflect back on my challenges and my wins, as well as look to the future. I'm able to see that diabetes is challenging, but diabetes is doable. And that's a reminder that even I need. I really want to encourage you to take the time and the opportunity to commemorate your diversity. And I want to give you a couple of tips that you can use right now to plan to do this. Now, with my diversity, I have something that I do that's directly related to my diagnosis. And you may not have that, and that's totally okay. You can make your diversity commemoration whatever you want it to be. 
It could mean going out for ice cream. It could mean going out for dinner. It could mean just having a drink at home. But I hope that you're able to do something where you're able to commemorate the day and look back on the past year and look forward to the new year in an intentional way. And doing the same thing every year and having that ritual really helps in that process. If you can't think of something that would be meaningful for you, make something up and do what you want to do to be able to commemorate the day. There are a couple keys here, though. One is make it a habit. I think doing the same thing year after year is really helpful in building that habit of reflecting on your life with diabetes. If you make it a fun day where you do whatever feels right or comes to mind that day, it becomes just another day. But if you do the same thing every year, you get in the habit of making the commemoration much more meaningful. And if nothing else, it will give you a good story to tell. The other tip I have is involve others in the process of your commemoration. Diabetes is never a do-it-yourself condition, and diabetes doesn't live in a silo. Other people live your life with diabetes with you, and so bring them into that fold and help them commemorate that day. People in your life care about you, and they want to be part of the good things and the bad things in your life. And your diversity is probably a little bit of both. So I would really encourage you to involve other people in your life in your commemoration of your diversity. And even if you don't know the exact day you're diagnosed with diabetes, don't worry. You can still commemorate your diversity. Make a day up. Find a day that's important to you. Or pick a random day. But whatever you do, stick with that same day every year. So you make sure you're able to commemorate your diversity in the same way on the same day every year. All right now, it's just about time for dinner here in San Diego. So I'm off for pizza with my family. Please wish me luck with bolusing. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would take a minute and go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and a rating. That really helps me get the word out about this podcast to other people type one who could really benefit from it. Also, I love hearing from you guys, so please feel free to send me an email to mark at thediabetespsychologist.com or DM me on Instagram at thediabetespsychologist. Feel free to send me feedback, questions. I'm really happy to engage with you and be your partner in your diabetes and mental health journey. And of course, be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. And always remember, type 1 diabetes may not be easy, but you can have an easier time with it. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Podcast.